Welcome back to Committed to Christ. It's Greg and Kelly with you. What do you think of that new music? It's way better than that. It is. You know, I I knew something was going on with me because I started thinking about buying a minivan. Oh. And maybe it was because I was listening to our old podcast music and it was like planning subliminal messages in my head because we said that there was a retirement community yeah. using it yeah, okay. for their their commercial. <laughs> no, this is oh, by the, the minivan made you think about retiring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused right now. Well, this is uh this new music here is by an artist called Pala, P A L A. He has a lot of that uh galactic style music it's it's like the music you want to listen to yeah that when you go out and look at the stars at night Mm -hmm. this is the kind of music you want to listen to i would encourage you guys to check him out uh it's paula p-a-l-a he's got several albums awesome music and we did obtain the rights legally so (laughs) just to put (laughs) everybody's mind at ease yeah we did do this legally so we're excited to have new music we have a new logo trying to keep things fresh for everyone here at Committed to Christ. so New music, new logo, same old people. Same old people, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you still have us. Sometimes so. fresh is good. Sometimes just stick with what you know. Yeah. What Did you, hey, did you ever do like side jobs or like odd, odd jobs when you were a kid to earn extra money? Well, I'm a girl, so I babysat. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's, that? that's fair. I see as a boy or a right. young man, I... Always, Most people don't want you to take care of their the children. Thing. <laughs> my dad and my grandparents always found these jobs for me to do. Okay. Like my dad would say, hey, would you come to my work and pull weeds behind the building? I'm like, no. He's like, okay, sure. He'll be there. You know, it's like <laughs> $10 to pull, you know, three acres of weeds. Or, and then one time my grandma, her neighbor directly behind her, so it was city, so there's city plots. The lady that lived behind her had this chain link fence that ran around her yard. Long. It was, I mean... Big long fence, sides, back, the whole, you know, gates and all that. And she needed it painted. So my grandma volunteered me to come and paint her fence. And it took me like two, three weeks to do this. Every day, you know, and I did it early in the morning before it got really hot. And I used to have to wear that paint mitt. I was gonna say that's how you learned how to paint a chain link fence. Yeah, you I remember you, can you buy having a, me a do mitt it. And you just hmm. dip the mitt and then yeah. you basically just run your hand. Uh-huh. Over that's, the chain link. And yeah. That's after, how I know how to do it. After all that painting thanks, that I did Boucher. for that lady, uh-huh. $20. She gave you, t- well, when was this though? Okay, so. $20 probably went a long, f- lot further than. Mid to late 80s. Okay. Yeah. I used to babysit for 20 bucks a week. A week, really? Yeah. I, well, it was, it was like, like it was three like, weeks. Okay, well, oh, it was like an hour sweating after and, school. I would go well, to anyway, someone's house. And, so after yeah. I got the $20, yeah. my grandma didn't think that was enough either. Oh, oh so no. So she <laughs> decided to go to the neighbor and say, hey, I really think you should give him some more money for all the work he's done. But the lady said, no, I don't think he did a very good job. $20 is enough. So I think my grandma ended did, up giving me some money, extra did, money out of her pocket, and then never talking to the neighbor again. I was going to say, here's my question. Did she have someone else come back and fix it, or was it good enough just no, not No, it was perfect. good enough. They, yeah, it, it was never, good enough. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure well, over the, the course of time, they she may have had it. She was pinching her pennies. Yeah, they may have had it painted again, but whatever. So, yeah. So my grandma, she she helped me out. She hooked me up, gave me a little extra cash. But she's like, I can't believe that lady. But And that's going to kind of be our subject today is fences. Not the kind of fence that I was painting, but offenses that come from other people. So on today's My Utmost for His Highest Devotion, this is February 6th, 
Oswald Chambers is discussing, are you ready to be poured out as an offering? So I read my utmost for his highest every day. And I'm not going to read the whole thing today, but I'll just read the last little sentence here. And, it, and he says in his devotion, it says, tell God you are ready to be poured out as an offering and God will prove himself to be all you ever dreamed he would be. And I know this from being a Christian over the last 20, 25 years, that when you pray a prayer like this, you're going to be tested. So You mean he's not just going to bless you and... <laughs> make you prosper and everything. Yes. I mean, yes, we do have that, but you also have to be refined with fire too, right? Yes. I mean, there are qualities, things in us that if we are going to move forward in Christ, they cannot be in us anymore. And there's a process of these things that have to be burned out of us. The whole goal is to look more like Christ, right. to be a sweet, pleasing, smelling aroma to him and everybody around us, right? So after I read that devotion today, and I prayed that. I said, Lord, I, I want to be poured out. I want my will to be your will. And I knew that as soon as I said amen, things are going to happen. Challenges are going to come. Here we go. Testing is going to come, right? And all day long, I was <laughs> kind of like peeking around the corners, you know, just trying to protect myself um, from but allowing. But you had your eyes wide open. I did. I did. <laughs> I so did. I'm like, okay, I know what I prayed this morning, and I'm expecting it. Come. I'm waiting yeah. for it. And and it happened. Did it? it did happen. It did happen. I had an interaction with another believer today, and it was just, it, it was kind of a misunderstanding, but they made a little comment at the end that was, I was offended by. I mean, it it really, boy, it really just struck like, me. Hey, what's that supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, it really just struck me the wrong way. And someone else was standing there, and they heard it as well. And they came up to me after this person that offended me walked away. And they said, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they just said that to you. And then just turned and walked away. Like, it was nothing. It meant nothing to them. You know, they just, they just had their little, they just tossed their little... Uh, fireball at right, me to try and then and just ignite the fire and just walked away and they were a believer they're 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 a christian and the throughout the course of the day i don't even think they thought twice about it they never came back and apologized they never said oh my goodness i i can't believe i said that to you can you would you forgive me and immediately the 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 verse that popped in my head after this had happened because i was very upset but i wasn't upset for very long because I remembered Proverbs chapter 19, verse 11, and it says, a person's wisdom yields patience. Now, that's the first half of the verse. Is that true? Yes. So we need to be patient with other people, and, and that is extremely hard sometimes, because not everybody is the same, that you have impatient people that you're dealing with, uh, you have people that are moody, you have people that are temperamental. And you have people that are negative. Yeah. And people that are positive, which is a good thing. So the second half of that verse says, it is to one's glory to overlook an offense. And I remembered this, like I said, shortly after it took place, I forgave this individual and I went on with my day. So I just guess I wanted to just kind of throw that out there, you know, for our listeners, because offenses as Christians will come 
and they may very well come from other believers that don't give it a second thought. Right, and a lot of times they do. Right, right. A lot of times they do. And and as we grow in Christ and we become more like him, these things are going to come. They're going to happen. It's a test. Right. But we're responsible for our reaction, not for what that person said. We absolutely are. It's how we handle what they said. Right. It's not about them. It's about you and Jesus, right? Absolutely. So I wanted to just read another little portion of Scripture. This is out of Luke chapter 17. Just the first four verses here, but this is, this is loaded with, uh, with how we should be conducting our lives, okay? So starting in verse 1, it says, Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better... For them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. So this person didn't come back to me and repent. They didn't even know that they offended me. So how am I supposed to handle this? I just, you, the word tells us to be quick to forgive and not hold anything against anyone else because we have been forgiven much. We need to forgive others as well. And that is what Jesus is saying to his disciples here. He says, watch out, you know, because this people who cause you to stumble, it's going to happen. You know, be ready for that. But you also have to be quick to forgive. And I have a quick little story here that I'd like to share. Okay. This is, this is kind of cute, kind of funny. So one time when we were at a, a church, uh, the pastor was going to be away for the weekend, and he asked me to preach. And this pastor typically goes 45 minutes to an hour long in his sermon, and I'm like 10 to 15 minutes. <laughs> so I'm trying to come up with all these different things to talk about in my sermon, and I had this, I had this thought, because I knew, I knew what my subject was going to be. Okay. And I had found a book written by a famous pastor who's a televangelist on TV, but they're, they're very uh, much uh, prosperity-minded, okay, without giving out names or anything. And I didn't agree, and I still don't agree with a lot of what they teach. And I found one of his books in the church library. And as I was reading through one of his books, I found some things in there that kind of uh, went along with what I was going to be preaching about. I mean, it, it fit the subject matter, but it was counter Christ. It was counter Holy Spirit. It was more along the lines of us trying to better ourselves without the help of the Holy Spirit. Anyway. Yeah, because if you don't have the Holy Spirit... You really want to reply back in nice, some nice words, right? <laughs> yeah. It's only the Holy Spirit that right. keeps you from saying what really goes through your mind. Right. So um, in my mind, I'm planning out my sermon, how I'm going to do this before the service happens. And I don't agree with this book. I have this guy's book with me. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, there's going to be this point in the service where I'm going to get really fired up about the content of this book and how it's counter Christ and counter Holy Spirit. And I'm going to take this book and I'm going to throw it 
You planned it? I did. Oh. <laughs> I, know. I didn't know that was planned. Yes, it was planned. I'm going to take it and I'm going to throw it across the platform. How dramatic. I know. I know. It was like I had it figured out in my mind. Wow. So the time comes, right? I'm in the middle of my sermon and I, I rebuke this man. I rebuke his book and I take it and I toss it across you know, the platform and I finish my sermon and... That was it. I, I mean, I, I, I didn't. Is it a good sermon? No, of course oh. not. I didn't think it was that great. And I remember when I tossed it, a lot of the people were just kind of like, one of those deals, like they can't believe they just saw me do that. And after I did it, I thought, boy, that was really dumb. I should not have done that. And anyway, it was so bad that after the service was over, I found the sound guy had recorded it on a disc. I found the disc and I threw it away. <laughs> I did because it was bad. It was bad. I didn't want anybody to hear it again. I didn't want to, you know, come across too strong. Wow. I know. You're devious. You're telling me these things about you. I'm telling the world right now. When things disappear, if Greg does something, he's going to make it disappear. He doesn't like it. No, I stopped doing that then. Okay. I did, but but I'm confessing. I'm confessing. So, but anyway, so it wasn't like about a year later. And there was like a revival service or something going on in the church. The Holy Spirit was really moving. Uh, people were getting slain in the Spirit. And this woman came up to me, this older, older, short little lady came up to me, and she was just bawling her eyes out. And I said, what's wrong? You know, because I knew who she was. And she said, oh, Brother Greg, I just need to forgive you. And I said, Okay, for what? She goes, that time that you preached and you threw that book, she said, I held it against you. I've been holding it against you for a year. Wow. And she said, I just want you to know that the Lord is moving on my heart, and I forgive you. I forgive you for doing wow. that. And I, and I was like, I didn't know what to say. And I just hugged her, and I said, well, I accept your forgiveness. I, you know... I had grown since, since the time that had happened. Right. I was a little more mature in Christ. No, I don't do that kind of stuff anymore. But uh, yeah, I was filling in for a dynamic speaker, so I thought, okay, I'm going to come in and be dynamic myself. But God bless her. You know, she she really did. She she came up and well to go she, up to someone and, and confess that you are holding something against I them know. when they had no idea. Right. You know, God must have been really dealing with her. Yeah. That she needed to go and do that. Right. And and the other thing is like, okay, so let me ask you this. In and the- I don't I don't think I was gonna say too, like I think sometimes it's appropriate and then other times it's not, because I don't think we always have to go up to everybody. I and was tell just them, gonna say that. Hey, by the way, I was remember say, two years ago when you said such and such? Do you do you, I was gonna ask you that. Do you feel like that's important to do that? I think if God tells you to, mm-hmm. it is. You know, but I, I don't think that God always tells you to do that. I, it, it depends on the relationship with the person. Yeah. I think if it was you or I or, or maybe a really good friend or, or someone you go to church with. But, you know, sometimes you move on. Yeah. And, and then it's like, OK, it's just water under the bridge now. You go to the Lord. It, Lord, if I need to put me in a situation where I need to apologize, I will. But I think what was going on in this precious lady's, I don't even remember her name. Her, her life was the Lord wasn't moving. In her in her life, because 
she had unforgiveness towards right. someone. Right. And unforgiveness will tear you down. That's good. Even even as a believer, mm-hmm. even as an unbeliever, if you if you find yourself listening to this podcast today and you're not a Christ follower and you're still holding unforgiveness towards people, you are a miserable person. And the best thing I can tell you to do is just let it go because it's freedom for yourself. It's 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 freedom. Obviously, well, so you go to the Lord and you say, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm laying it down at right. your feet and I'm going to walk away and leave it here. Because we have been forgiven much. We need to forgive others as well. And and I know, I know that can be hard for some people because there are some, I'm I'm certain, extreme cases. You know, there's there have been murders, there have been people that have been killed in car accidents or whatever. Oh and I mean, you see the TV shows where, you know, people this kind of stuff happens. And it, some people say, I can't forgive this person. I, I just I just can't forgive this person. And I know I've referenced this story before that I think we were watching a Dateline or something where this woman's son ends up getting killed and all these people at, at his hearing, at his sentencing, are just trashing him. You know, when they give him the opportunity to come up and talk at, at his sentencing, they're just trashing him. But when the victim's mom came up there, she told... The, the, the person that was guilty of the crime that she forgave him, that person just broke. Because, it, yeah, God, God had ministered. And when we forgive people, it allows the Lord to move in us and in that person as well. Because we're not holding... Because I, I really do believe that, you know, if you have hunt forgiveness... It is a spiritual matter as well. Oh, it is because sometimes you think that you've let it go and the devil will bring it back to you. He'll, he'll, he'll remind you. Something will happen, and it'll try, and it'll try to pull you right back into that situation again, take you right back into that offense. Absolutely, and you have to leave it, walk away from it. No, this is I'm not going to do this. Right. So as we close out the podcast today, if you're dealing with a situation where someone has offended you, I know it can be really difficult to let it go because there are some seriously bad offenses there there are there are and and i'm very sympathetic towards those yes but i would encourage you to seek the lord in that situation and and some sometimes things are easier to forgive quickly than others Uh, but if you are seeking the lord and his help and assistance in that and sometimes you do just have to go to the lord and say god i need you absolutely to give me this ability because right now i'm angry i mean i think it's okay for you to walk that walk and and talk that through with the lord uh, yeah right you know, he understands he does and he'll take you to scriptures and he'll put people into your life and things you'll hear things that will help you to get through that and i think it's okay to tell the lord that you're having a hard time with it like oh, lord he already knows well, he does, absolutely but it's better to just get it admit off it. your chest to speak it, it. You speak feel it out when and be you like it. lord jesus I'm really having, I don't want to, how about, let's start here. I don't want to forgive this person. Exactly. They really hurt me. And I just. What they said was wrong. Right. Because sometimes we're justified, but that doesn't mean that it's okay if we did it. Because then then we find ourselves slandering, gossiping, because it's just tearing us up. So what do we want to go do? We want to tell everybody about how this person hurt us. We want people on our side. Exactly. And we want to trash them. That's, That's our way of getting revenge. But it's the wrong way of doing of doing things. It is. But it is, and anyway. God will get you through it. Amen, for sure. Yeah. I hope that was encouraging to you today. It encouraged me, Greg. Good. I'm glad <laughs> I was an encouragement to you today. I'm the only one that really matters. You know that. <laughs> I mean, seriously. 
<laughs> we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Community Christ Podcast. We will talk to you next time.